Hey everyone, Charles here. And first of all, thank you for stopping by my podcast. If this show inspires you, makes you think, or gives you that courage to jump into action, please help by donating to this show. Click the link in the description and donate. Your donation helps us with production and finding great guests moving forward. Thank you and enjoy. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, how you doing? Charles here. And before we get started, I just want to thank my new sponsor, Alitu. Alitu is a great program for podcasters. It took my editing from an hour down to minutes. It helps you with voiceovers, editing, putting in commercials. So it helps me to help you to make me sound better. So I just want to thank Alitu for jumping on board for being our sponsor. Hey, and they trust me so much, they're giving me a code that I can give to you, my fans, my listeners. Go to Alitu and put in the key code name, JUMP. That's JUMP, J-U-M-P, and get a discount for you to try Alitude for yourself. I know it helped me, and it will help you too. Thank you to Alitude. You know you should be doing something different, right? Hey, I'm talking to you. Do you believe that you have the gift for greatness or have a special talent, but don't have the courage to take that next step? Always wondering how others made it look so easy? Well, welcome to Jump, the show that will bring you special guests just like you and me. How did they get the courage to jump into greatness? Doing what they love and living the good life. So get ready to jump with your host, Charles Matthews Jr. I'm, I'm ready. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Charles here from Jump Podcast. And we have another show, so I'm so happy you could be here. And I have a special guest on the line. And she's doing something interesting and something new and something different. So I'm just going to bring her right on. Nancy. Hi, Charles. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How you been? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for asking. All right. So before we get started, I say the same thing every show. I want to get to know you. So tell the fans and people listening a little bit about you. Where are you from? What's your background? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Nancy. I'm originally from Cameroon, so I speak English and French. I came to Canada four years ago. By profession, I'm a financial analyst, but I am passionate about reading books. That's the summary of me. <laughs> so what do you do on your pastime while you're here? So during my pastime, I love books. I love reading. I always have a book with me. I also love dancing. I like a lot of dancing and I love I love movies. I actually think I'm a movie addict or something. I love movies and I also love to cook. Okay, so before we go on, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Armageddon with Bruce Willis. <laughs> okay, you like action. Yeah, I like action. <laughs> okay, and if, if we're coming, if we're all coming over to your house for Christmas dinner, what are you cooking us? I'm gonna cook you roasted fish, which is a specialty from Cameroon. We have a way of doing it that it's all is unique only to Cameroon, even in Africa. So I'm gonna do like roasted fish and fried plantains. 
Oh, okay. The fly, the fried plantain got me right away. Right away. That's my favorite. <laughs> and then, what book are you reading right now? What book am I reading right now? The book I'm reading right now is called My Sister, the Serial Killer. It's written by a Nigerian okay. author. Okay, so let's dive into it because you you're really passionate about books, and then you start to do a project of your own, right? So tell us a little bit about the project. So my project was inspired by two things. First of all, I have a niece who is born in the U.S., and I always used to tell her like home stories from back home. And one day she's like, um, "Auntie, um, is it possible to have those in books? Because it's not every time I can tell her, right? Like she wanted to have a time of her own to read them. So I started checking if I could see some books here in the library. I just noticed I couldn't find them. I checked for some mainstream, like Indigo, I couldn't find them. And then at that time, I was also doing a project, an entrepreneurship course at Ryerson, and we had to do a pitch. And I was like, what can I do that will merge my passions? And I thought, but African books, I don't see them. After the research, I didn't see them. And that's how the idea was was born. So you're saying books, books on what? The culture, the food, entertainment. What are you, what are you looking for? Like pinpoint the books that you're really looking okay. for. Okay, so in general, we have the importance of the African narrative without narrowing it down to anything. It could be the folklore from back in the days before slavery because most times people assume our African um, uh, story started from slavery. We're doing amazing things way before slavery, which... Even we Africans are not even aware of. So it's either the history before, the history after. It could be what's happening now, contemporary Africa. It could be fantasy. It could be romance. I hardly see love books from Africa. I'm like, is it that we don't fall in love? Meanwhile, we have like our own love. It's about family, um, the values. And recently, there has been this um, um, growing diaspora love. For people to want to know more about the culture, the continent, and to see where we intersect, like our our similarities, and then celebrate our differences. So that's the framework from which I came from. So, what did you want to share to your niece? Like she's saying, Auntie, can you put in a book? What were you telling her? Like uh, old stories? Were you telling her things when you were younger and different things from back home? What were you actually telling? It was her? a combination of both. So there were some stories my mom used to tell me back in the day and some of it was my stories from back home so for example back home you go to the village to go visit my grandma at times back then there wasn't even light so in the evenings we were forced to sit around the fireside grandma would cook food and then she would tell you guys all these stories some of them will be scary and then you're there with your cousins and this life is different from what is here here everybody's just in their house it's a bit kind of individualistic and so for her, it was a way to know a little bit about herself and own it also. And another thing was back in school, some students will taunt you, maybe about your hair or maybe you speak differently or something. And for me, it was a way for her to assert herself, to own her identity and believe in who, who she is, know her roots and be proud of it. So it was all about finding your roots from just sitting around a campfire, telling jokes, telling stories, and you you got knowledge and wisdom from just those campfire stories. Exactly. And another thing we got to learn was proverbs, African proverbs, which I think over time is is dwindling. But back in the day, it was a beautiful way of showing your knowledge of the of the culture. 
So at some point, it was like a competition to know who knew more African proverbs because that was the way in which the elders communicated with the with the community. All right. So if it was a competition, what did you do? Were you first, second, or third? <laughs> I was second. <laughs> <laughs> I was second. I had all our cousins who were like into the whole thing, and they were like, "Hey, kid, you can't come here." And so for me, it was like a challenge. I would like find time to read extra or no more proverbs. And we even had movies. Some of the movies that came from either Cameroon or from Nigeria, where they will have all these beautiful proverbs, and we'll try to decode them. Like, what does that? What does that mean? And stuff like that. Yeah. So, how do you cherish those stories from your grandmother? Like, what do they mean to you? Do you use them now in your everyday life? Oh, I use them now so much in my everyday life. Like, um, for example, when they say in Africa it takes a village to raise a child, actually, it takes a village to raise to raise a child. Because even though I'm here, I still have my aunts, uncles, even my teachers. Who, who who ask after me, how are you doing? How is work? And even then you as a kid, because you were raised by a village, even when you're working and you're thinking of your family, you don't just think of yourself. You equally think of your aunts, your uncles, and your young cousins, how you can inspire them. So I think it fosters a positive environment where the older people are inspiring the young and the young are also thinking how to give back to the older people and inspire the younger people below them. So here it is. And we talked about it before on another show. Do you think that because of technology and, and Facebook and Twitter and, and texting each other, uh, the younger generation is losing that whole feel of culture? It goes, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. There are some who are losing the feel of culture and they are focusing on other things. Like they would rather be playing a video game as opposed to writing. Kids now, there are some kids who don't even know how to write, how to spell. Those are some of the side effects of um, um, of technology and social media. But then again, it's also opened doors for the African diaspora to connect more on a more global level. So you have people from, let's say, the motherland connecting now with the African-Americans, with the Caribbeans. Now people can watch movies. We used to watch African-American movies now. They now they are curious to watch our movies. I know the Caribbeans watch a lot of movies from from Nigeria or from the continent. So um, you have articles that are being written. There's also that curiosity, like we had the Black Panther and all whatnot. So it's both sides. Some people are using it not to communicate, but other people are actually using it as a stepping stone to build bridges within the Black community and even the greater multicultural world at a higher level. So you're saying to embrace the social media, because now with social media, you can actually um, see what's going on back in your homeland. You can actually, people can post events and people can see events and share events to promote what's going on back home. Exactly, exactly. So it depends, social media is a tool, it depends on how you want to use it. And I can tell you the advantages are more than the, the disadvantages because now, like if I'm curious, if I want to go to Jamaica, I have Jamaican friends, they will tell me things. I can research. There are people now, you have like the African wear, people now wear their African wear. People are curious, oh, I want to watch an African movie. Which movie do you recommend? You will do that. And people are just 
more inquisitive like if they want to travel want to go to ghana we'll stop you like okay go to this person's blog on maybe instagram or twitter and see what they are doing it will give you like an idea of what's happening there so we ha- there's a lot of information out there is just for those who want to as- assess it Okay, so then let's get back to the book now. So you you saw that you were trying to find some books. You see that t- technology is there, but the actual writing itself is not there. You're you're trying to teach your niece um, stuff that you learned from when you were younger, the culture and stuff like that. So what did you end up doing? So what I ended up doing is the plan is to promote African authors, the ones that are already ex- existing. I will eventually write, but I was like. Let me use what is already there so that because if I have to start writing it will take a little bit longer but we already have thousands and millions of african books that are already existing so my the plan is to is to have a platform where all these books are there not just for my needs but for the bigger african diaspora and multicultural um uh, readers where they can go to this platform because some of the books are scattered so people don't even know where to find them or how to categorize them so the plan is to create a platform and make these books accessible if people want to buy them on demand they can do it if those people want to buy it um audible or if they want to do the ebooks they will have the option to do that but it's just to have like a one stop shop where they can look at these books and have um uh, different genres of african books and i wanted to actually celebrate um african authors because we do have a few african books in the library but they are not by african authors so for me i thought that the african narrative was kind of missing so it's really to promote african stories by african authors so you're basically like being a vessel to help um other people find these key books they're out there but a lot of people can't find them so what you want to do is help them find them and locate them exactly that's exactly what what I want to do okay so then what have you found so far like is there is there some key books and some locations that you found that you're like wow okay i didn't even know these books were here and and how did you find them yeah i've been researching and i've been coming across some books that i didn't even know we have a lot of young contemporary african writers who are really writing some amazing books um there's one even for my country ebole boe who wrote a book behold the dreamers which was on opera's um, um Readers Club a year or two ago and is going to be made into a movie. We have one by a Nigerian lady called um Children of Blood and Bone. We are actually looking forward to book 2. It's a trilogy. So that too the film rights have been bought. So you have a growing emerging you have um, a sort of growing emerging authors which are coming into mainstream and streamlined which people are not even aware of. I am aware of them because I read books so I try to keep up to date. So I want to shed light on the old and on the new just to create like an ecosystem and to get the youths those who are trying not to read to let them know that see we have this beautiful books out here try to plug into the culture and just try to create a community around it that community that we had back home of people coming together to sit and listen to the stories it might not be as wide but we can create those little little communities where we can read the stories and we can ask questions just so that our traditional values don't fade away 
And I think that's the key thing that, you know, that at the end of the day, you want the, the new culture to recognize what the old culture started and what they've done for you to lead you up to this point. Exactly. Exactly. I really want the transition. No, history is handed down. The wisdom is handed down. So I want the transition from that always for us to draw both from the old wisdom and from the new wisdom and for us to appreciate how far we have come. Because at times um, uh, we black people, we need to appreciate how far we have done a lot. And it, I, I think it's for us to push um, the great things we have done ahead of us. Nobody is not going to do it. So for me, it's like it chose me and it's like it's my mission or my goal to bring these literary works um, uh, to the forefront because even the literary diversity in North America, we don't have many black authors. I'm not even talking African. Even black authors is difficult. So for me, I'm like, okay, let me fall from a pick a niche that I think I understand I can, and I can bring to the forefront. And hopefully in the future, we'll have more of these literary books in our cultural centers, in our schools, and just inspire a whole lot of people, even if they're not Blacks, who just want to know more about Africa and its values and history. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about if you are going to write the book and you're ready to write your book, what your book would be all about. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stop. Are you ready to maximize the impact of your podcast interviews and elevate your brand like never before? Stop wasting time on interviews that don't reach their full potential. With our cutting edge AI technology, you can transform your content into captivating marketing materials in just seconds. Don't wait for hosts to promote your work. Take control of your brand's narrative today. Click the link below and unlock the full potential of your interviews. Say hello to Proactive Marketing Mastery and watch your brand soar with Cast Magic. Have an idea for a fabulous event but just don't know how to get started? Call Charles Matthews from CMJ Entertainment. He will sit down with you and give you key strategies and all the steps you need to know while setting your budget on the right track. Over the years, he's helped small and big businesses reach their goals on many events throughout the city. He specializes in charities, corporate and special events, and if you ask him, he will tell you his hands have been in a lot of the great events we have had in the city of Toronto. Give him a call at 416-414-8964 or read some information about what he can do at cmjentertainment.com. Don't waste time. Someone else is thinking of the same idea now. Spend the money now to save thousands later. Hey, it's okay if you're driving or too busy to take notes. Charles has your parachute packed with all the info you need to jump into success. Check out the links section for all the tools you need to land safe. Now, let's keep falling with Charles and his special guest. Hey guys, we're back with my special guest Nancy. Nancy, I think Nancy was, you know, she ran off to go watch a movie or her read her special book or so. Oh, there she is. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we in the beginning, Nancy told us about her favorite books. She told us about her favorite movies and and what the special fish. It's a traditional. What which was it? It's called. It's it's roasted fish. 
Okay. Grilled fish. It just that the spices, you know, as how you Jamaicans have jerk spice unique to them. We have the spices yes. that we use on this fish is only found in Cameroon. So you need a okay, connection so, to have access to that fish. So you know, because I'm giving you this interview, I need to get some fish. We'll right? see. We'll see how we can arrange that. <laughs> All right. Before the break, we asked you uh, to let us know if you're going to write a book and this book was to help others, what would your book about? My book, oh my God, I have a lot of ideas. Honestly, I have a lot of ideas. I would love to write something, especially about um, contemporary Africa, especially in the tech space. Because there's a lot of tech happening back home that um, um, the world is not capturing. Some people are seeing it, but it's not really brought to the limelight. It's not what you see maybe in mainstream media. So I just want to capture there's the stereotype or a certain mindset that people have of Africa. And I want to let them know the Africa that you knew like 10, 20 years ago is not the Africa you know now. We are advancing and doing so many things. And I want to capture the positive elements of Africa. Initially, when people thought of Africa, it was slavery, diseases, poverty, and all whatnot. But that is changing. I'm not saying it's perfect, but even there's poverty everywhere. In the US, in Canada, I see that. But because of their branding, they don't talk about it. So my aim is to highlight the positive things of Africa, whether it's the culture, whether it's the technology, whether it's the fashion, whether it's the, um, what can I say, the music, we have the Afro beats that everybody is plugging into. So it's just to pull the positive elements from the continent and showcase it to the world. Those will be the various things I'll take into consideration when writing my books. So like, for example, we know about the Afrobeats because it's, you know, I think between the Afrobeats and, and the reggae music, putting that together, that, that, you know, that's the best kind of music you can hear right now. Like it just emerges, it, it comes together. So I love the Afrobeats. And then when it comes... And when it comes to the clothing, now that you're noticing everybody is kind of taking a part of the African culture, the design, the, the headpieces, the colors, it's infused into a lot of our, our clothing. Exactly. Can you- Everybody's trying to get in. And at times people take from Africa and they don't give credit where it's due. You watch movies where you can actually see the African inspiration, but nobody mentions it. You see um, uh, big stores, maybe like, I don't know if I should call names, that are taking their inspiration from Africa, but at times they don't say it, and at times the benefit doesn't trickle down back to the people who are coming up with all these ideas. So for me, if people knowing that these things are from Africa helps to validate even the people like, oh, we can, we can do this, or we did this, and the world is appreciating it. Okay, so give us one um, note that's something that's different. Like if you say to everybody, hey, did you know back home right now we do A, B, and C, what would that be? Right, but um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Okay, back home in Africa, I will say two things. So we have this um, um, technologies who created a phone. Everything was assembled in Rwanda. And that phone, I think, came out two or three months ago. So everything was built, assembled. So it's not like the parts came in. Everything was done in in, in Africa. 
So you guys have your own branded cultural phone that you guys made and, and designed yourself. Yeah, so the person who did it was intentional about having a phone made in Africa. So it's from Rwanda specifically. Um, another thing I would like to talk about is uh, e- e- Ethiopia Airlines. Ethiopian Airlines goes to more than more than 100 countries. They have more than 89 airlines. Ethiopia is a country that back in the day, it was the poorest country. Like when I was growing up, Ethiopia, like people attributed Ethiopia and poverty. But now Ethiopia is among the top 10 emerging countries. Their airlines, their customer service is compared to none of some of the airlines that I travel here. I travel to the U.S. um, quite a bit, and I can tell you the customer service and the planes we have for Ethiopia Airlines are second to none. Ethiopia Airlines did a trip from Ethiopia to, I think it was India, an all-female crew, from the captain to to the cabin crew to the technicians to the check-in crew, everything on the value chain was done by females, which I thought was commendable. I didn't see it anywhere. I didn't see it on CNN. I didn't see it on BBC. But yes, we, we did that. And those are some of the things that we are we are hoping to celebrate. A third person who did something was some um, uh, a guy from Cameroon who did something for a cardiovascular pad, which helped to determine um, uh, heart attack rates before they happened. He did okay. awards for it. But at times it just stays at the low scale or some mega or big company will buy it and maybe scale it because at times we don't have the finance. But yeah, those are some of the ones that I would love to celebrate for now. Okay, so before we go, I just bought a ticket. I'm going to Cameroon. Where do I go? Where do you go? Hmm, that's a difficult question because... Cameroon, my parents are originally from Bamenda. That's the English-speaking side of Cameroon. So Cameroon is like Canada, but the in the reverse. So it's 80% French-speaking and 20% English-speaking. So I'm from the 20% English-speaking side. And because of that, some of the towns have like a different culture. So from where I am, from Bamenda, the culture there is like a cult, tradition mixed with the English English aspects of things. So the way we cook, our education is even different and stuff like that. We have different traditional meals. We like to celebrate culture and all whatnot. That will be different from Yaoundé, which is where I was born. My dad used to teach at the university. So I was born in Yaoundé, which is predominantly more of the French-speaking side. And you notice because of the French influence, it's a little bit different, a little bit more liberal even their food and their culture is um it's somehow different but um all in all if you go to cameroon you're gonna have an um, an amazing time i think the best nightclubs trust me i've gone to the middle east i've gone to the usa i'm in canada the best nightclubs are in cameroon because it's like we enjoy best of both worlds we have the french culture so we enjoy french music from zouk to the Congolese music, Coupe de Calais, to French Caribbean slows, we enjoy that side. And then we have the English side where we enjoy the Afrobeats from Nigeria, from Ghana. We can enjoy the pop music from other parts of the world. So it's like best of both worlds where you can have all this fusion brought together in one place. So you will definitely enjoy the food and the nightlife in Cameroon. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. 
I can't wait to, for your book to come out. I know some people from my fans, after they listen to this interview, they will be on pins and needles waiting for your book to come out. So I want to thank you for taking the time to come on Jump to explain your beautiful country, what's happening, and for us to, you know, open our eyes and try to get some more information about what's happening. Thank you so much, Charles. I really appreciate this initiative to talk about my books. And hopefully when my website is up and running, I'm going to let you know and your fans can be able to go purchase books to read either to their kids or to read as a family and if people have any questions they want to know further they will be able to to reach out to me and hopefully i can be able to give them more knowledge on anything from africa all right now listen fans it's all about jumping and the reason i wanted to bring her on is she didn't just stay still she knew there was a need out there she knew that her culture needed to be showcased so what she do she jumped she jumped into action and now she's showing the world how beautiful her place is so it doesn't have to be something for business it doesn't have to be an entrepreneur thing sometimes when i say jump i mean jump into action this lovely lady she didn't hesitate she jumped so we'll see you next time on the jump podcast thank you for listening Thank you for listening. If you liked the show or have a comment, we would love to hear from you. Join our mailing list. And as always, check out our special deals links below. I hope this has inspired you to look at your life and jump. See you next week. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus, a range of real benefits, and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, hope you had a great time listening to the show. If you think I did a great job, please buy me a coffee. I still got a lot of work to do. We would love to hear from you, your feedback, so please click the link and leave us a review. You can help us grow by following us on all social media platforms and sharing this link. Once again, it's time for you to jump. Success is waiting.